welcome to the Find Your Path podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and defining your own unique path at work and in your career. I'm your host, career and leadership coach, Michelle Yu, and I'm here to show you what's possible in the realm of your career, which starts by unlocking the power of your mind. Life is way too short to be following someone else's path, and you should work on the things that you enjoy. Now let's dive in. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Find Your Path podcast. I have another exciting topic I want to dive into where it's so hard to find topics about this online and content around this online. And I want to give a shout out to one of my mastermind sisters who gave me this idea about creating an episode on what it takes to break free from the golden handcuffs. So if you're not familiar with this term or with the concept of this, it's just the sentiment that sometimes we feel really trapped in our nine to five corporate jobs, or we're so accustomed to that semi-monthly or bi-weekly paycheck that it's so hard to leave, and hence they just feel like golden handcuffs. So in my whole experience of transitioning and leaving my multiple six-figure job in corporate, I've had to experience this personally for myself And then I also started to see this around me, not only with some of the clients that are running through this dilemma, but also those within the coaching world or friends that I have in the mastermind that are having this sort of question themselves about what do they need to do if they want to break free from their nine to five or they want to take a risk on their career and leave a high paying job. Well, You are in for a treat because I am going to be talking about this, exactly this, and shed some of the thinking that really keeps us tied to the money. So first off, before I even jump into myth busting and really breaking some of the limiting beliefs that we have, I want to do a recap of where I've landed thus far. So at the time of recording this, it's January, and Michelle back in January of 2020, which is kind of crazy to think that it's two years ago, (laughs) she was in an extreme state of mental depression and anxiety. And I'm not even trying to exaggerate this, but I was not in a good mental state. I had to take a medical leave of absence to sort out my shit. And that was one of the best things that I did, which then led me to going on this whole journey and path of discovery and of freedom and really learning to rein in and control my career. So that was January 2020. That was two years ago. And then After taking that leap of faith, I had quit my multiple six-figure corporate job. I decided to launch my business. I decided to leave the Bay Area and move to Southern California. And then I also decided to buy a house. So there's all these sorts of things that happened in this transition of two years. So it wasn't just this 
changing job. It was like a huge life and career type of change. It was all very compact and compounded in two years, which is why I also love coaching people through this because I know how grueling it can be when everything feels like it's just getting uprooted. But in any case, I use that as a measuring stick because there was a lot of doubt and a lot of money mindset stuff that I had to work through while making that leap and taking that transition because I think I looked at my income numbers for January 2021. So one year after I left corporate, I was definitely not making as much as I was in corporate. So how did I break free from the handcuffs? And very transparently speaking, I think I took about 5000 or so, if not less, maybe like $4,500 or $5,000 in the month of January 2021. And then January 2022, literally two years later, I am back on the up and up. I have broken my income and this is like the highest paying month I've ever made as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, breaking over 30K and counting because the month isn't over yet as I am recording this. So I feel like I've landed in a good place and I want to record this because I really want to share all of the things that I wish someone told me while going through this transitional journey. And had I known these things going in, then it would have probably gotten me through the motions a lot faster. So you guys are in for such a treat to share these insights with you super openly because I've been through that and I know the struggle and I see these same thought errors of where people are and what really holds them back from being able to make that transition. All right, now back to the normal scheduled programming. <laughs> what do I actually mean by breaking free of the golden handcuffs? This is going to look different for every single person and their own unique situation. But the general sentiment that I want to shed light to is this feeling that you have to hold on to your paycheck, that it's preventing you from wanting to take a break, of wanting to quit because there's this fear of not having a period of income or this fear of leaving what you have currently for a lesser role and taking a step back monetarily. And then that being a huge block in doing something about your situation. And very transparently speaking, when I end up doing these discovery calls with potential prospects, and they book this call to speak with me, some of them are so trapped in this mindset that I can't leave because I need the money, I can't leave because I don't want to take a step back in my career. And then because of that mentality and the state they're in, they're not able to do anything about their situation or they don't want to take any action because they're so trapped in that mindset. So I'm going to go and bust out all of the common limiting beliefs that are holding people back from making career changes that they actually desire, because there's going to be a lot of drama about pay cuts, a lot of drama around lack of insurance and money fears and all of that. And 
if I can even help you clean up those thoughts now and give you a different perspective of what it could look like where it's calm and you're sailing through it, then I'm going to do exactly that. The first limiting belief that I hear a lot from people who want to make a change but are so tied up with the money is they have this thought that I won't make the same kind of money that I am making in my current role. And this exact thinking comes from a place of scarcity. It comes from a place of fear. And honestly, it comes from a place of not believing that you can make that money up again. Because if you have been able to make Whatever it is where you are right now, you have to believe that at some point in your career, I don't know how long, but that you can do it again. It really stems from this lack of believing in themselves that they do have that ability to remake what they were earning in their last role. And another issue with this belief is that it is so short-term focused. It's so stuck in the now and it's stuck in the short term versus the long term thinking behind what the potential could be if you were to make a change and if you were to take a risk and go to another path. I think if we can remove some of the stigma around dips of income, like taking a pay cut, then we can allow ourselves the ability to grow from a place that doesn't come from shame and scarcity. Because we have to believe that we're able to start springing back up again at a different point. Sometimes we have to go backwards a little bit. We got to hit a little bit of a bump in the road to realize that we can go back up again. And if that is not the orientation of where someone's mindset is, then they have to get back into believing in themselves that they can make that money up again. And guess what? The timeline is all within your control. You have the ability to minimize the amount of time where you catch up to that by shifting your thoughts. The other very common limiting belief that I will hear is people tell themselves that, look, I can't make this career change or I can't completely pivot because I cannot afford to take a pay cut, that my lifestyle has climbed to this certain amount and I expect to do all these sorts of grandiose things that I cannot afford to take a pay cut in my lifestyle which is a very convenient story that people tell themselves. So what? What am I talking about when I say that? Is that it comes down to the money mindset behind it. People come up with convenient stories where it sounds like it makes sense, but they haven't actually analyzed to see how true is it really. So I want to actually call BS on that because sometimes people aren't coming from a clear place when they say these things. They're coming from an emotional place. And there's a difference between the math of what it takes to cover your expenses and to actually live versus the story behind it, the drama, the emotion. And this is something that my coach did a really good job in coaching me on and pointing it out on 
for me, especially when I was in the period of wanting to buy a house. I was getting in all sorts of drama and story. Do I need to go back to the nine to five? Should I get a steady paycheck? Should I do all these things because I want to buy a house? And instantly I had this clarity after she told me, well, what's the math and what's the drama? Because we have to look at the math to justify and really rationalize with ourselves and then clean up any of the emotions behind it. Because at the end of the day, money is just money. We assign meaning to it. We assign energy. We assign emotions to it. And if we can look at it from a very neutral place where we're not getting sucked into all of that and we can just look at the numbers to see, can you actually afford it? Or are you just saying that? I am not saying to quit altogether without having some sort of safety net, but it's knowing what your number is and knowing what your expenses are where you could actually live and not be in the red. Because yes, you still want to be responsible of it, but you don't want all of that negative drama that flows into it. So really get clear on that. And further to this, I want to break up the thinking even more because sometimes I'll speak to this and I have a client that I was speaking to once she's considering that she wants to quit. Same kind of story that came up and I like try to nip it in the bud for her. What's the math or is it the drama? And then instantly she told me she could probably take a career break for like two years. So she has enough money to take a break for two years And I just want to show like how powerful that is when you look at the numbers. And this is the funny thing is sometimes and I know there's like a lot of high achievement folks and high status people and high earners that are listening to my podcast because that's naturally the type of clientele that I will attract. But people aren't even willing to go and look and consider other means of where they can find the money right? Like 401k or home equity line of credit or whatever it is. They're just like vaulting that and saying that that's completely untouchable because some personal finance book told you should never ever use that money for any sort of reason. So they're not even thinking about touching that, which is smart. But I feel like we need to bring attention to it that that is still also a safety net. That when you say you cannot afford to take a pay cut or that you cannot make it work because you need the money. Just look at the numbers in the account and let's not stigmatize that it is there if we actually need it and that should be our safety line. Trust me, guys, I went through this whole exercise, especially I feel like with the house exercise and that really got me into such a clear place I was thinking, should I reinvest in my coaching business? Should I pay another round for coaching? I also want to buy a house. And the moment that I got through and recognized that I was just being a little bit greedy with the money that I had, and I had all of these stories that just were not helping me and they were not helpful. They really, really kept me stuck. Because there's also a difference with being okay in just flatlining and rebuilding from scratch. And for those people who are so accustomed to having money come in, 
they're, they kind of assign this negative feeling towards the flatlining and, oh my gosh, my bank accounts aren't growing. And look, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's okay. So anyway, it really, I just want to stress the point that we have to manage the energy behind these emotions as it relates to money, that all of this is just conditioning. And also think about it this way. The next thought that people will have is, okay, if I leave my role and I take a pay cut, then I'm going to have to cut all these extra expenses out. Or I need to not, I can't go and buy my lattes and I have to make sure that I'm always getting those deals from McDonald's or discounts and couponing and all those sorts of things. And they're so, so stuck on the small little things that they think will get them there. And this is, you guys, this is all scarcity thinking because in reality, your 401k portfolios or your retirement and investment portfolios will probably have bigger swings in the thousands or tens of thousands or however big your account is over the course of a day, over the course of a week, over the course of a month. And people don't even look at that because they're so fixated on this other account where they have their slush fund cash flow or whatever. But... (laughs) Are we attaching the same type of emotions to the swings in our 401k accounts? Get really curious with your mind on that. Again, there's energy and there's emotions attached behind the money and a lot of it may be unconscious and you may not be aware of it. And it comes from money stories and things that your parents probably taught you growing up, but it's completely manageable when you get a grip on those emotions. And this is the same type of constraining that happens when people even want to invest in themselves. They could create this whole story. And that is honestly how they get stuck is because they're not able to break out of those mindsets and break out of the patterns but it really comes down to learning to manage the emotions and then also having that level of trust in yourself that you are your best investment, you will make this work. As Warren Buffett says, ultimately there's one investment that supersedes all others, invest in yourself, which cannot be more true in this instance. All right. The next limiting belief that tends to show up when people are wanting to break free is this whole dilemma about insurance. And trust me, I had the same thoughts when I was working with my therapist and telling her about how I wanted to quit, had this whole story about insurance. (laughs) Totally have been there and I've worked through it because I've changed my thoughts there. And unfortunately, I mean... This could all be resolved if we had universal health care and if the U.S. didn't operate in a way where insurance is so tied to having a full-time job and it being purchased in the private sector through your employer. If all of that were changed, and maybe we wouldn't have this issue. But at the same time, it's also resolvable and it's not the end-all be-all of how to find and crack the whole insurance piece. There are resources out there and there are private plans. And that was something that 
my therapist had to knock into me because I was using that as a way of one of the reasons of feeling stuck. So now that I got that out of the way, (laughs) underlying that, again, that is just a story. There's other pieces that I've started to recognize, not only within myself, but also with others that are in similar situations, is just recognize if you feel like you're taking it all on yourself. And this is especially true for those that are in a relationship or have a spouse and a partner where they can fill that gap. Really thinking about it, because I do recognize that we use this as a story. And for those that are single and do not have that option, we can talk about that in a second. But for those who are in a relationship and can get access through their partner or their spouse, just recognize if the pride and the ego might be coming in the way. At least for me, speaking completely for myself, there was this element of being a high achieving career woman wanting to be really independent, right? There's all this message about being an independent woman and then really swinging hard to that side of, I don't need anyone to help me through this, to the point of recognizing your I was completely just missing the fact that there's two in this relationship. My husband can fill that gap while I allow myself to stabilize in whatever it is. I want to just point that out because sometimes our minds don't even register that as a possibility or even register and recognize we're doing this. Instead, there's this internal pressure of feeling like, You're just doing it all by yourself. And when it comes to big decisions and transitions in your career like this, it has to be a joint decision. And both parties really need to be able to come together and understand and work together on the situation. So that is my caveat for insurance, especially those who are in a spousal relationship and have that possibility, but are using that reason as a way to hang on to their role. It's going to look a little different for those who don't have that option. It becomes important to then manage the mindset and manage the emotions behind this, but it is all figure outable and the basics would look the same. It comes down to, again, managing what's coming up, the emotions behind the numbers and the math, and then fully believing and trusting in yourself that there is going to be a solution. All right. So now that I have talked about the big blockers and the big limiting beliefs that prevent us from really being able to free ourselves and move away from these golden handcuffs. I want to go back and drill in then what do you need to do to be able to move forward to pursue your deepest desire of what it is that you want. If it's quitting, if it's starting a business, if it's just being more relaxed and giving yourself the permission to take a career break, how to move from it. The biggest thing is comes down to the mind management. As a coach, it's all about the mental discipline, coming and cleaning up those thoughts, learning to better handle those emotions, 
recognizing that all of this is learnable and all of this is teachable. Again, money is just energy and oftentimes it's a learned energy from the environment around us. So if we have been conditioned to associate struggle with money, like working hard and grinding is what's going to get us this money, if that has been the conscious wiring, then you can choose to continue doing those things or you can consciously work and bring awareness to where that old wiring isn't going to be sustainable moving forward and then give yourself a new perspective and some new thoughts to carry moving forward because all of this is trainable. The other way, and I'll drill this in time and time again about what's going to really help ease the situation and navigate the the transition forward is continuing to hold the trust and the belief in yourself that you are capable, that you are resourceful and scrappy and can make things happen. Thanks for listening today. If you are enjoying what you're hearing and want to take the work deeper, there are several ways to work with me. I work with my individual clients for a period of six months, supporting them through various aspects, whether it's a career transition or with honing in on their own unique leadership style. Head to www.michellekyou.com to learn more or follow me on Instagram at michelle.k.yu for more actionable tips and insights on how you can break limits in your career. New podcast episodes come out every week, so subscribe or join my email list. I'll see you all next time.